0: Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a good day out there. It is May 21st. Welcome to another edition of the Surf and Sales podcast. I'm Scott Lees here in Austin, Texas, talking to my good friend Richard Harris in Moraga, California. And we're joined today by George McGarrin, the president of the McGarrin Group. George has almost 20 years experience in the recruiting world out in New York City. And we're uh, excited to talk to him today about the state of jobs and the economy and and get into a little dialogue about who the greatest salesperson of all time is so happy to uh happy to have you here with us George how
1: are you guys doing today I appreciate being on it's always it's always fun to catch up we're good
0: man we're good let's let's get right right into it let's talk about who the greatest salesperson of all time is or what the 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 biggest sell ever is everybody needs to hear this because we just had this like off the cuff dialogue and I thought it was hilarious. So I want to get into it.
1: So best salesman ever. Uh, well I mean no offense to anybody and and uh, I would say that your local priest is pretty decent, right? I mean twice a twice in a 35, 40 minute period, sometimes it goes longer. They they do ask you for money, right? And they're pretty good at it. I know what their I know what their uh, their close rate is, but it seems like, like you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, it's that it's that you feel bad because uh your buddy's given you know maybe i'll give two but they do a pretty good job of the whole and they they just there's a lot of things going on a lot of good storytelling too right a lot of good storytelling
0: yeah
1: yeah i i i'm not i'm not trying to to bash priest here but i just i never understood the marriage advice thing you know like you're never been married but you're giving me advice on how to be married right it's kind of (laughs) interesting (laughs) and
2: i'll i'll i will jump in and say you know as representing a different culture of of judaism it's the same you know i I think we could sort of go down the road of clergy um as as you know selling the ultimate optimism selling the dream you know depending on your perspective the roi can be huge or you could not believe there's any roi right you 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 never see the return you only get the do the investment so um, again we're not trying to disparage anyone it's just a podcast people Tell, tell, us, uh, tell the audience well, about, about your
0: business, George. Tell, tell everybody the, the world you've been operating in for the last 20 years or so and, and what you're all about.
1: Right, so, and by the way, back to the priest, the clergy, social proof. I mean, you think about that from a sales technique. That's pretty much what they use, right? Social proof, but it's interesting. Uh, so I, I, run, I run two main businesses. One is an executive placement firm. So I've got 30 people in the team. Um, we have clients that are literally all over the place in terms of industry, geography, revenue. Uh, and in general, we're dealing with folks that are making from $300,000 a year to four or 5 million. Right. So it's, uh, you know, after 20 years, I've been good at going after you see it a lot, but like, you know, going after the C-suite guy or the girl, uh, you know, we're pretty good at that, that skill set. The, uh, the second thing, which was like a mistake turned into a business model, right. Was, uh, the same types of people started asking us for branding advice and saying, Hey, George, there's a board membership available. I need some help. Can you help us? And we started that service. Um, the, the recruiting does, it's like an eight figure business and the, the you know, the, the mistake turned into a business model is a seven figure business. And, uh, from a sales standpoint and just an overall business standpoint, the, sometimes one, you know, one feeds the other. Right. So it's really interesting. sort of dynamic, uh, super fun. I've been blessed. I've, I've had the ups and downs, you know, like I went, for from, from, I started at zero, got it to 50 people, went back to zero and uh, had to rebuild And my, my version of coronavirus was 2008, 2009, right? So I kind of went through that. Um, so that's, you know, a typical story of like an entrepreneur that just didn't, right. I just didn't what, stop what did giving you, up quite frankly. What did,
0: you, what did you learn other than not giving up? Like what did you learn from the 08, 09 that has allowed you to kind of either, either stay stable through the, the COVID situation or, or thrive the last couple months.
1: Right. So we, we um, a couple of things, <clears throat> 2000, 2008, 2009, so I, when I built up this business, I was, you know, I think uh, we, we were rocking in sales, but I was a terrible, I was just terrible at spending my money, right? Like you can make a million bucks if you spend it, but if you spend a million five of your own money on nonsense, when you need it. So first thing I did was I started, I mean, I just became a crazy saver, not only for myself personally, but also for the business. So we, we now tithe, go back to the religious uh, (laughs) notion, uh, but we now tithe 10% of everything we make on a business transaction. We put it into a cash emergency fund, right. And we just leave it there. And that's what we've been doing literally since I think it's like 2009. um, Because I kind of knew there was going to be another, another,
2: you know, sort of, uh, Something. Tra- tra- yeah. yeah, what, tragedy. what did and you, I think will be. what did you, what did you, um, cut out from an expense standpoint, if you don't mind getting a little personal, cause I think we all have this challenge. Yeah. Right? I mean, and, and, and I certainly have yeah, I mean, in this, I, in this well, world, like I'm not going to lunch at all. I'm not getting coffee. Like, you know, there's already some of that. But What do you, what were you cutting out?
1: Well, I mean, now we're not, now we're, I mean, you know, we're now we're doing okay we, this time, but last time I cut out. I mean, the first thing I did was people. Unfortunately, I mean, if you've ever had a layoff, people, it's it's heartbreaking, right? Like it's it's it's. I mean, it's, that's that was the worst part of the whole thing for me. Uh, you cut out everything. I mean, you don't have any money, right? I mean, you can't. <laughs> you know, your coffee. You start making your own coffee, and you it gets down to really basics, right? Like as long as I, at least in my situation, as long as I have a phone, right, and I can call somebody and a piece of paper and somewhere to live. The rest is, is is kind of just a, you know, you're just buying time. And uh, I, I pretty much kind of literally everything. And, and I'm going to, I'll tell you this, it's not, it's not all roses, right? I mean, I literally, I lost all my money and lost, I think I had like three houses, lost them. I mean, just you're broke, right? You can't, it's either you eat or the bank eats. And uh, right. you make a decision as a business owner. Like, do I go get a job and just be a good sales guy and, you know, make some money or do I rebuild it? And that's what I did. So it took me a while to rebuild it, but
2: uh, just you know,
1: total. I cut everything. There's nothing. You don't have any money to pay anything.
2: You, you, um, you clearly have this entrepreneurial spirit, right? Were you, you know, were you born this way? Were you always the entrepreneur as a kid? Were you always hustling something, selling baseball cards, you know, whatever it was? Um, Where do you think it came from for you?
1: I mean, I think, I agree. I think it's there's something natural, right? Like you're, there's, there is sort of, I, have, I mean, I have two sons, one's nine, and one is five. The five-year-old is a little more entrepreneurial, you know, without knowing that than the nine-year-old. Um, I think I was always, I had this, this little hustle in me. Right. So it's, I don't know. I think everybody, I don't know. Everybody's telling a lemon, like a lemonade story. I mean, I have my lemonade stand story, you know, like everybody else. And, uh, well, I, I think I, I was I, semi-born. That, but I,
0: I, I didn't, I didn't sell anything or do anything in business. Let alone entrepreneurial until I was 27 years old. So
1: I'm oh, really I'm, well, yeah, man. Well, well, that's I tell you, I mean, the lemonade, I mean, uh, the lemonade story, story is like my brother had this lemonade stand. It was just he wasn't really making much money. He's an older brother. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, I'll take it from you. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't buy it from him. He just gave it to me. And I decided to give free lemonade out with just a sign that said, hey, tips, you know, free tip, you know, tips are accepted, you know, do what you want. And people were just throwing tip. Money. I was like nine or 10. Right. So I think you're kind of, there's an instinct to it, but uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a kind of drive. It's more like I, you get their point. I mean, you guys can appreciate this. I, I just don't, there's, there's a, there's a sense of like, I don't want to work for somebody ever again, you know? And uh, maybe that's, maybe, that maybe fear drives me, you know? But I, uh, I've been, I've worked more time by myself and by on my own terms, really with a team than I have socially in and in, in a company, right? So I think, that's, I think that's the new driver of why I'm an entrepreneur. That's, that's all I know.
2: What, as you, as you think about stuff now, cause you know, even in 2008, 2009 and now, one of the most interesting things that happens in these economic downturns is that it does produce a lot more entrepreneurs, right? Um, it, you know, some people are laid off all and right. they sort of figure out a way to build it. Um, what advice would you give to somebody? Cause you, You've done it a couple of times. Like, okay, you think you're going to go do this? Here are three things I made a mistake on when I first started being an entrepreneur. What advice would you give somebody to to help them?
1: So the first thing is is just an easy. I think it's it took me a while to learn this, but I think you need to keep track of what you do in terms of it's it's a math problem, right? So, it and and usually like if you don't have you know usually if you don't have a if you're not hitting your sales or or. It's usually, usually there's something that you did that was, it was your responsibility. It wasn't because the client's terrible. Maybe you went after the wrong client. Maybe it's the wrong industry. Um, but I think the first thing is to keep track of the math, right? I mean, corporates, right. They keep the KPIs, right. And uh, a lot of, I see this as a lot of, a lot of small business owners. They, they don't know their math. Like you say, hey, how many, how many phone calls do you need to, I don't know, get in front of somebody. They don't, they don't know the number, right. How many, how many, how many, uh, Emails? Did you send? do you send today? How many text messages to close this one guy or that guy? And uh, they don't know the number. And I think if you're going to keep it really, really basic, just, just you know, really know. All right, for me to make, I don't know, for me to make a deal, whatever your deal is, maybe it's a thousand dollars or it's a ten thousand dollar deal, or it's a hundred dollar deal. You have to know the math of what you need in terms of the activity to get that. And that's that's it took me a long time to learn that, right? And uh, that, that, I think that's a basic, basic thing that I live in terms of activity um i would say the i don't know i think the second the second thing for people that start a business is you need to ask for the you need to ask the question and ask for business right like people are afraid to ask for the business and uh, if you don't ask you're not going to get it it's just in general people want to help you but you have to ask for it um you can always it's, you I think, mean, the best one is it's just, so have, hard,
0: have, why do you think it's so hard for people to ask for the business or or even prior to that just like ask hey right you know when we talk again on monday can we get a yes or a no decision one way one way or the other like well, why is it so I, hard for people who are in sales and they know that you have to do this and they still don't do it why is it so hard for some people
1: I, I think there's a part of them right no it's an awesome question i think there's a part of them that they just maybe they don't believe in the product right like if you if you really believe in what you do i agree with I, pretty
0: that's pretty, definitely could be part of
1: it yeah I mean, if you, if you really believe what you do, it's pretty, it's pretty, for me, it's easy to ask for the question and, and and we go, we went back to the sales thing. Like some, some, some people are still, they, they, it's like sales is a dirty word, right? Like it's like sales drives everything. Like you can't, you can't sell, you can't promote your product if you don't have revenue and you can't serve more people if you don't have revenue. I think, um, but I think at the end of the day, I think they're just, they're, I, I really believe it comes down to they really don't believe in the product because if you're if you're really passionate about what you're selling, it's pretty easy, you know, it's pretty easy. And then that's what about that goes to the question of why do people keep their prices so low, right? I mean, why don't you raise your price? It's because they also feel like they don't really believe in that product that it's worth that.
2: But is it that they don't believe in the product or they don't believe in themselves, right? It's the imposter syndrome a little bit.
0: What if you're what if you are the product?
2: Right. I mean, right.
1: Well,
0: is...
2: you're, you're <laughs> I, mean
0: uh, I am the product in, in, in my business. Right.
2: Right. So, uh, yeah. And I suffer from right. this. Scott knows it. We've yeah. talked about it a lot. I, I just, all, you know, I think
0: we all do at times. I know. I know I do at times. Yeah.
2: Right. How did you, how, I, I just, as uh, uh, go ahead, George. You were just,
1: no, I was going to, I was going to say, sorry about that. I was the, uh, but I think you get to the point where you just need to say, okay, I'm, I'm a, you know, sell. I'm, I'm going to, I think when you, when you worry about your, your customer first and you serve them, the money comes later. Right. So sometimes yeah. I had a situation today this morning where uh, I was speaking to somebody like the guy didn't need, he didn't need our services, you know, like he, he was, he wanted to buy the services. And I told him, and I mean, I hope that he appreciated the honesty, but I told him, he didn't need to buy our service. He came referred. Right. And uh I think that when you worry about those types of people and they worry about servicing who you're dealing with, the, the financial piece always comes. But I think you have to believe in what you sell. And, yeah. uh, and you know, sales is not a bad, it's not a bad word. It's a, it's a good word. You know, even, even right. the priest knows it's a good word, right? Or the clergy. Right. So. Right.
2: What, um, just out of curiosity, when you, when you were going through your downturn, right, in 2008, 2009, um, it, it hit, tends to hit people differently. Emotionally, it's a little bit tough how'd you get back up? What made you internally want to get back up as opposed to, to your point, well, now do I need to go find a job or what made you want to go do it again?
1: I, I I think instinctively I knew that I, I did a lot of things wrong. You know, like I spent my money improperly. I, I didn't hire the right people. Some you know, the systems I had in place, um, and you go back to like, well, what, what did I learn? The second thing I learned was the process, like business processes, right? Which is, for some people, it's sales one-on-one, it's business, it's, it's company, you know, it's like how you run a business. Um, but I just knew that I didn't do things as, as well as I could. And I thought, let me just give it one more shot and then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, but I'll do it. I'll have a great process, I'll hire better people. I'll, I'll do, I'll have, instead of having two offices with, you know, space everywhere, I'll have folks work remotely, I'll take care of the money part. And, uh, I just knew that I, I, you know, I hadn't done everything quite, pro- you know, as, as, as well as I could have. And that's, that's why I wanted to do it again. And just one more shot.
2: I have one more question. What What's on the sign behind you? Is that your top deals? It looks like it's something kind of motivational. Uh, I'm curious.
1: Oh, no, it's, I think it says, let me see. It says, uh, top drivers. Actually, this is a good, uh, so it's top drivers, if sales generation, revenue strategy and vision game design. Right. So, this is how I see stuff. Like I'm, am I'm, uh, I. I have a rule in my t- team. Like I don't type, right? Like I'm not a typer, so I focus. I try to focus my day on those three things, right? And uh, everything can else. Can you repeat I just them don't
2: again? Do. Just I, for I for people. Can you can you repeat them again? Because I think people would find it interesting.
1: Sure. So this is what I focus on to drive to run my business. So I, I focus on personally my day, sales generation revenue strategy, vision and game design, right. Which goes back to the process. I call it game design, but it's business process. Right. And, uh, there's a, there's a great guy actually. You can James clear. Have you read his stuff? Atomic habits. Have You read his blog. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, he's terrific. He talks about automation, delegation and all those other things. Right. But it's, it's, um, that's what I try to focus on. It's, it's what I'm good at. I'm not, I'm not a great, you know, power point guy I'm not a great uh you know I, I type really slowly you know so I, I just I'm not that I'm not great at that stuff but I'm good at that and I focus on that and that's what drives the business
0: what is the prospecting methodology that works for you in your business right now is is, is it is it phone call phone calls still is it emails is it utilizing LinkedIn like what is your main channel
1: right so we have, well, we have, we have various channels. We have, we have a playbook. I mean, called a playbook in terms of like if you have a football team, you have different plays. Um, we have a, we use a lot of different tools, outreach. I know you guys know outreach. So we use outreach. Uh, we use Salesforce. Very well. Uh, a lot of, e- a lot of email. Yeah. A lot of email uh, outreach texting. Uh, we text about 5,000 people a day, right. For texting. Um, we've got, we've got somebody that they're only, We've got somebody that dedicates themselves. All they do is LinkedIn, LinkedIn outreaches. So we've got link, the LinkedIn piece. We've got uh, three people that all they do is call, right? And we've got some landing pages. Most of it is outbound. So to be fair, it's 75%. 80% is probably outbound and 20% is inbound. Um, yeah. Lots of... Cool. What, do you,
0: what have you been seeing in the last couple of weeks in terms of, in terms of the job market? Are companies ramping up their hiring? again or is it still kind
1: of slow no it's still i mean i think from what i know i mean we we have searches that we've been on that we 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 sort of paused midway and uh i think we're looking at like july august for some of these things it's still there's there's there are some deals going on but the the recruiting business on our side is pretty slow right now right our our branding business is obviously booming um but i think realistically if you make more you know if you're if you make let's say $150,000 a year a year. It's, 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 and, and, you know, plus it's pretty slow for that kind of guy. They just, it's, it's hard for people to be hired via zoom, you know? So it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's slow at least for now, but I can tell you, I don't know if you've seen this, right? Like at least here in New Jersey, New York, you know, like this week you see people, there's there's way more traffic in terms of cars and movement. And, and I think it's picking up. I don't know. It's like that in California uh, or Texas, right? What are you guys in Texas? I think you didn't.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, People are starting to move around a little bit. Yeah. Um, we've been mostly spared from, you know, really, <coughs> real problems. is that your dog? Like or the the dog? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, with the clients I have, like people are now starting to, to say, Hey, I think it's time for us to start looking at, at rehiring some salespeople and SDRs and sales leaders and what I mean. I've, I've, just this week, I, I helped somebody get a six figure AE role, a nice. quarter million dollar plus director role and a half million dollar uh, VP role. And these are all hires that just happened this week alone. Um, so I think things are, are starting to move you know, right. back in that direction, at least here you know in, in, in Austin.
2: Yeah, yeah. There, I, I, I'm having a lot of conversations with people around training. Um, so they're taking the time to invest in people. Um, I, to your point, I had, I talked to two people yesterday about training and they're like, well, we've got open headcount, and we think it's going to be July when we bring them in. Um, so I think people are, it's interesting. I think people are gravitating. I said, well, what makes you think July? And nobody has an answer. Every, it's really right. still a hope and a prayer. Like it really is like, uh, we think it'll all settle down you know, and it's kind of like, mm, I don't know. We'll see. Like, yeah. right? Hopefully the, problem, um,
1: the problems the travel, right? Like the travel, right. Is, it's like, I, I mean, I, I travel a lot, but I'm probably mm-hmm. going to wait till the kids go back to school in September. If they go back to school and then I'll start traveling again. Right. But at least as a minimum, yep. Um, yep. I, I just think the travel, once you start seeing, I mean, I don't, you know, I just look up in the, air, the sky, you don't see airplanes, right? Like you don't see airplanes. Right. Like, and totally I think agree. once you start seeing airplanes, you know, things will be, and, and the air is clear. <laughs> Once the air is not clear, you know, we'll be back in action. So,
2: yeah. So what, just like here, you talk a lot of, you said at the very beginning that, you know, you work with people who, who hit, at least I heard that super high echelon of, of revenue, of, of business and money, right? Numbers that I would be like, yeah, salaries. And I'm like, how do you get that? Like, what's that like? Um, you know, I, I've, I've maxed out at the six figure level when I was, when I was an employable person. Um, you know uh, what advice do you give to people who really want to grow their career to that level they really do want to be that that you know that that high paid executive well
1: I think I think it deals with risk right you have to take there's a lot of these guys take a lot of risk they maybe they have a package where they make 400 grand and and they and part of the payout is is another 800 thousand on bonus right because they A lot of them take a lot of risk. Um, One of the one of the common denominators I've seen with with all of these guys is that you could be like, hey, you know, like, hey, Scott, you know, hey, Richard, let's how are you? Let's do a call tomorrow. How are you at like five in the morning? They'll be like, okay, that sounds good. They don't they don't care. They'll they'll pretty much say
0: what time of day it is, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And then you know the the other thing is like, hey, can you you know, how are you over the weekend? Let's chat in the weekend. They're they're yeah, no problem. And sometimes you get the Sometimes, people, you know, there's other people who say, oh, I don't work weekends, right? I think, I think a lot of the people that do well, um, and there's, listen, you know, fun, a lot of these, some of the, the interesting thing for me is a lot of them don't have a great life, right? Like they, you know, maybe they make a million bucks or two million bucks a year, but they, there's, other, there's other sort of uh, exchanges, like they exchange some of their freedom for, for those things, and uh, I like having a well, business. It's all, because,
0: it's all a trade-off, right? Whatever you're focusing totally. on, you're not focusing on something else.
1: No, exactly. And, and, and so some of them, they make, you know what, well, they admit that they make great money. Um, but they also admit that they don't have, you know, they're constantly on the road. They don't see their kids. And, uh, you know, so I think it depends on the quality of life, but that's, that's why I like, yeah, I would, I would say in general, anybody that's paid really well, they're probably in a great vehicle to, uh, to do well, but they also take a lot of risks. Risk. That's, that's what I've seen from a lot of these people, right? They're, they're very strategic. I mean, even for a meeting, right? Like they show up with just tons of just, they're very, they come very well prepared and uh, well, you know, just, know, just know what you want to
0: get out of it. If you're going to put your time and energy into something, you know what you want to get out of it. Right. They're, they're exactly. outcome kind of driven. Right. It, 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 um, exactly. Me. I mean, I have people right now who are trying to get on my calendar and I'm sending them my calendar and then they, they write me back and they're like, you're booked until mid July it's right. may 21st right now right and i'm like right. oh wow okay didn't know that uh if you want to talk like after 9 p.m or uh on the weekend i'm happy to do that and they're like no you know it's it, it's fine i don't want to bother you i'm like
1: yeah All right. you know yeah so that's and I'm like listen that's, that's why in
0: terms of sense of urgency right and being action oriented versus more you know kind of passive i think
1: yeah I just, uh, well, you see that too. You see that in a lot of people that are like high performers, right? They just get stuff done. They're not, they're not really worried about the <clears throat> the excuses of like why they can't or. Um, but I, I mean, I see that too, right? I just see there's there is a sense of urgency, right? There's totally such urgency. They also, and I don't know if you've seen this, you guys have seen this. What I like about dealing with that set of people, right? To me, they're really easy to deal with because they tell you yes or they tell you no. There's no like, oh, I need to talk to my partner and my wife, my husband. Like they just tell you yes or no. Like there's none of this. Yeah, you know, no games,
0: right? No games. Oh,
1: let's, yeah, let's talk in two weeks. They just say, listen, man, it's not for me. Let's talk, you know, later or let's do this. It's a pretty easy I, I've noticed that that it, it's uh, they're just easier to deal with, right? And uh, they're they're I had a situation, I'll tell you a story, I had a situation two days ago. I'm selling this I run these these ultra marathons, right? And these marathons. So I have this north face bag that I'm that I'm selling. And my wife's like, oh, there's like, there's an app called Mercury. Have you seen it, Mercury, Mercari? I'm, I I'm probably saying it wrong. Uh, no. so, you know, anyway, you take a pic, yeah, you take a picture and then you sell it. Went to bed, took a picture of thing. Next day, I got an offer for like eighty bucks. You know, I'm like, all right, cool, done. So then the guy writes me. He's like, hey, I'm having a problem with my account. Um, you know, I can't. I, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to. I can't pay it. The payment didn't go through. I said to him just whatever just vend me then me the money and i'll just send it to you you know and this, it's an $80 thing he he was he said to me uh no i can't do that you know it's not a i don't know it's um, seems kind of sketchy right so then i said to him give me your address i'll just send it to you when you receive it you can pay me like i don't care right and uh then he said again, nah, I don't know. I don't want you to have my address. I'm, now
2: you're addressed. Right, yeah. Yeah. And,
1: and, I, and I was thinking in my mind, I'm thinking, like, man, I've done, like, you know, I've done a bunch of, I've done, like, these six-figure deals. They're easier than selling an $80 bag to a guy. Yeah. and, and, and <laughs> Who wants it? it? Yeah. <laughs> and it goes down to, like, your audience, right? Like, you know, yeah. it, it's, you have to pick your audience. But that guy, Clear. you know, I don't know, who, I mean, I'm not going to say his name, but, like, there's a lot, there's opportunity everywhere and it's like hey scott let's talk at 10 o'clock at night right yeah let's talk like yeah. that's the opportunity that was the opportunity and
2: uh yeah. clearly george go- you weren't you weren't good enough to to make it through uh the, the school yeah. of yeah. being a priest right like you were yeah. <laughs> getting the 80 dollar back i couldn't do
1: it yeah yeah <laughs> i should have i should have next i should have changed the, the the speech a little bit right how you know like 10 percent goes here 10 percent goes there right oh.
0: <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are what are you thinking what? What do you think the best? What do you think the best skills are for somebody to get really good at recruiting, and how does it differ from being really good at, let's say, software sales, if it differs at all?
1: I, I think. I think. I think sales is sales to some extent, but I think. It, I think everything comes down to practice, and you know how many foul shots to shoot, right? And repetition, 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 and uh, I mean, you know, there's there's very I would say there's 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 absolutely zero situations that somebody could throw at me right now. I've been doing it 20 years, that I haven't already handled. You know, probably 10 times in my life at a minimum. Just, I think think it comes down to repetition, right? And knowing how to handle. Scott, take
2: that challenge. Scott's going to take that challenge, and he's going to find something in the next few minutes. Oh yeah, I got to think of something. No, but but I mean,
0: sure, sure repetition, sure. But um, do you think there's nothing inherently different? Like, is somebody who's a really good seller of software if they switched industries straight away would they just immediately be you know a really good recruiter or if you take somebody who's been in recruiting and has done really well as an individual contributor there and you move them to a software sales role is that a is there a direct line in terms of success or are there their differences big or small
1: yeah that's no, it's a great question uh i think i think the same i think the that that salesperson I think that's, I think the recruiter can go into, go into like a SAS, you know, let's say go into a SaaS company. Um, I think after they learn the product, right. And after they learn, you know, of what's kind of going on, I think that could be, I think it's, I think there's a, there's an ability, uh, you know, to sell, right. Like you, you know how to ask questions, right. And you know how to ask questions based on questions and you know how to find information out. And uh, I, listen, I, you know, the same way I recruit is the same way I find, you know, if I need an apartment or I find an employee or I need to get a house or get a car, it, it doesn't really change much for me. Right. I mean, I tell you, I bought this, I bought a, I bought my two one two number. Right. So I bought this, this phone with a phone number from a guy. I needed a two one two number. I was in Miami, went to move back to, to to New Jersey, New York. And uh, my the number and my, the, my phone number ends in 1029, which is my dad's birthday. I'm terrible at remembering phone numbers. So I dialed every, I dialed a bunch of two one two numbers and then just started dialing and it always ended in 1029. Eventually somebody sold me their their phone number, their, their actual phone number, right? So I mean, how do you teach that? Like you can't teach that. Um, and I think there's a there's a there's a there's a skill set that is definitely that goes so if you, if, you,
0: if you can't teach it, then what's like your best tip to identify it as a candidate if, if somebody's out there trying to trying to hire? How do I how do I interview And optimize for what you were just talking about. How do I find somebody who's going to do on their own what you did and improvise and make shit happen?
1: I think just maybe just ask them like, hey, you know, tell me about how you sell. Or I mean, I don't know. That's that's a great question. I think I I I believe that nobody knows the answer to that right. I mean, you know, if if how many how many salespeople have you hired that didn't work out right? Like it's it's I think it's I think it's impossible to answer that question. But I think there are certain skill sets. Well, I think, that. I
0: think if we could answer the question with absolute science, we'd all be billionaires by now right. Right, right. everybody struggles with hiring salespeople, but you've been in this business a long time. Let's say you have yeah. 20 people roll through in an interview, in an interview today, you know, how do you identify like somebody who's going to be able to, right. to hustle and wing it and improvise like that and do something that
1: they haven't been, been taught? So, so I think, I think there's one thing is, I think the guy that you need to hire, he doesn't, you know, you can't afford, you can't afford him and he doesn't want to work for you anyway. That's, that's the real guy you need to hire, right? Like you need to hire, you need to hire that guy. Um, But I think there's also a track record. I mean, just from a sales standpoint, you see guys that jump from place to place to place to place. I mean, you know that story, right? So they, they're, they're done. So out of the 20 people, that's like 12 of them, right? Or 13 of them, right? So you got seven, right? So of the seven i think part of it is you see how they follow up you see how they call you see how well prepared they are right um and i think you know at, at the end of the day this is a it's pretty easy right you can if you really want to get down to it be like hey brother show me your w2 i mean it's a, it's a it's like an old old trick right you guys know that trick but like you know the you it, the beautiful thing about sales is the you know you get paid for what you're worth right and and that's just the bottom line so i think if you're going to really interview a salesperson but let's say you want to interview somebody who's new. There's 20 new guys. None of them sold. How do you identify that one trait? I think it's follow-up um, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is a big thing, right? Like if you if you have somebody enthusiastic, they'll they'll be a decent salesperson, right? If you have somebody that's not lazy, talk to you, yeah, I mean, to you. Yeah, you
0: definitely need to optimize for enthusiasm and and passion for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's. Um, we did a demo, by the way. We did. Um, we just bought. Um, for the from a data standpoint zoom info you ever use that product zoom info so yeah uh,
2: absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah it's a great product right so we did demos with uh with uplead uh, zoom info dun and Bradstreet. street we did demos with all these guys right and and i and i was on the on the call of my team and we were we were we were evaluating their sales skills after the call besides the product right and just how they pitched and how they presented it and like Zoom Info has a as a superior product in my opinion. That's what we went with them, um, but their salespeople were also just more perfect- Like they 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 had their pitch down perfectly, right? And they answered questions. They answered difficult questions uh, when they didn't know the answer. They found out the answer later and emailed us. I mean, it was like textbook sales. Um, one guy, you know, one of the guys. I'm not going to mention the company. Like wasn't even ready. Didn't know we were, didn't even know we were supposed to have a call. You know, it was just the so i think there's things like that you see um you see things like that too right and just how people behave and prepare i
2: i i got a. i, I and we're sort of getting close towards the end i got one more question um and you, it's because you said it earlier and it's really been sitting in my head is you said you send five thousand texts a day right that is um I can see that from the candidate level. Like if you're texting Richard, Hey, Richard, I'd love to, you know, talk to you about an opportunity or something. Are you guys sending texts to companies too? And how is that going over? Is it being receptive? Um, Do you see it being more receptive now since COVID? Like, I'm, I'm just curious, because I think that's, everybody wants to text, but everybody's fearful to do it.
1: So why, why would they be fearful? Like what's the, what's the fear behind? Texting? Oh, I think, I mean,
2: there's a lot of, there's a lot of laws around, you know, it, you're intruding on somebody's time. Like I don't necessarily know the, the head of, uh, you know, people at zoom. So am I allowed to text this person? Right. Is that too personal? Or have you guys just said, fuck it, we're going for it. We don't care. If someone complains." Yeah. complain.
1: I mean, my, my thing is like, Hey Richard, I got a half million dollar job for it. You want to talk? They're not going to say pretty much. Like fuck that, off. I get.
2: I would, right. but that's so on the candidate side, I can get it. Like that's right. super easy, right? right? I was curious if you're using it to go find new business with with organizations. Hey, we want right. to be your recruiter.
1: So our our um from the our our business model is the following. So we the texting is based on our branding business, right? Which is helping these executives get their story together, the resume, the LinkedIn, the biography, right? So it's a pretty it's a pretty soft, easy text message like it's not an overly aggressive message it's like hey you know listen if you if you think you need some help you know we run a recruiting company but we also work with execs like yourself and you know here's who we work with right if, if you're interested you know let, let us know and you'd be surprised i mean i would say there's a very few portion of people like very it's very small percentage that tell you to go away right um at that level they're not i mean i think it depends on the level right that at that, at that level they're pretty polished even when they tell you no. And, uh, I think the problem is when you, they tell, you no, like don't text anymore, then you need to not text them anymore. Right. Like that's, that's the, that's where people get carried away. Um, but we, we just said, Hey, listen, like we're, we have a service. There's nothing wrong with telling people about it. And, and, uh, you know, you'd be surprised how much, I mean, it's, it's pretty profitable as a, as a bad idea. Um, we, we actually get referrals from cold text messages saying it's not for me, but my buddy is you know, what's, your, what's the best number you can reach yet. I mean, it's amazing. Um, you have to, you have to do, take some sort of risk. These, these guys, like the guys we're dealing with, I mean, I maybe I could find them on Facebook. Maybe I could have them send, you know, they could get a LinkedIn message from, from somebody on my team. But I think texting is they look at it in seven minutes and, and they make a decision. Yes or no. Right. And uh, there is a, there is a part of courage. My, by the way, my team told me that it was, it was the day the market had closed. Like I think it was in March. They're like, don't I was like, guys, let's, let's text. We're going to text people now. They like, that's a terrible idea. People are sensitive, you know, don't do it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we did something like $20,000 in, in, in a period of like, I don't know, seven hours by sending out a bunch of text messages. I mean, it's just, you know, for, and some people are receptive to most, most people are pretty nice about it. it depends on the, on the message, right? If you're hateful about it, then it doesn't really, it's not really received well, but we're pretty nice about it. It's not a, it's not a crazy in your face message.
2: What, um, So this is that part sort of where we are going to sort of wrap it up, but you know, we always like to ask, how can we be helpful to you? Obviously, you know, please give out your information where they can get in touch with you if they're interested. Um, but, but is there something we can help you with from a business perspective?
1: And and I'll, I'll, I'd like to, to, uh, we could talk about the other piece, maybe how I can help you guys as well. Right. Maybe I can help your team as well. Right. You know, both of you. Right. Um, I'm, I think there's two things, right. So I support an organization called angel wish, right. Which is they, uh, we, in, in January, we closed the, the, uh, the NASDAQ bell, right. So Angelwish.org, uh, Um, they, they, they buy toys for kids who have chronic, you know, diseases, right. So you can make it a donation anonymously. Right. And then, you know, they, they buy gifts for, for kids. So that's, that's kind of the, uh, in terms of how they can reach out to me, you know, I'm pretty easy to find I'm on LinkedIn, but if you want to, I think that's behind me, but, it's uh instagram is you know i don't know exec underscore headhunter uh linkedin they can look me up george McGarren if they remotely spell my name correctly mcgehrin they'll find me Uh, you know i'm the only recruiter guy with a big head and uh you know big schnoz so uh, they'll they'll find me and uh yeah i'm pretty easy to find but uh i don't know but i'll I'll flip it to you guys like what, what do you guys need help with go for it richard
2: I'm, I've been on mute because I've had weird mic issues. Um, what do we need help with? So as a solopreneur, I don't need help with recruiting. Uh, what I do, I think what we're looking for is we just want to keep growing our audience. Um, right. That's the most important thing. Um, letting people know that that um, that what we do is comes from the heart and it's sincere and that we're genuine in our podcast, like there's nothing fancy. We're not gonna go put any bumpers or buffers on this thing. There's no graphics that are gonna be dropped. We're gonna end this recording. I've been taking some notes and it'll get posted on Monday, right? Like that's, nice. that's yeah. what we do. Um, so I, I think from, from your perspective, that would be great. If, you know, I think we are also looking for, in particular, female sales leaders, um, cause we do wanna support that initiative more. Um, and you, you know, you seem to have a, a nice, um, Connection with with different people. So if you know people at, at the fortune level who are SVP's who you think would be interested right. to Come on. We'd love to have somebody like that on because we want to support so, women We want to support higher executives. So those are the two places I can think of
1: so I've got I've got two people in mind and this is gonna be one person uh, One person is a very high level CHRO, right? It's very high high level um, second person is, is and they're both, both females uh, second person is somebody that, you know, tons of experience in, in the hospitality hotel business, uh, you know, one of the chains and, you know, she could tell you pretty much exactly what's going on in the world, you know, how they see yeah. it. She's, she's also on the brand global brand marketing side. That would be, uh, <laughs> maybe you can, it. maybe you can give us some intros there. That would be, that yeah. Would so be. that's a, that's a one, by the way, I mean, I'm, I'm appreciative of you guys have me on the show after the show. What I'll have is I'll have one of my admins. We're going to, uh, we're going to refer you three people so two of them will be that that person and then uh you know i've got i don't know, i've got con cmo cmo if you want to talk to cmo cmo's or coos yeah. Yeah. but you know it's uh, i've got a lot of i'll think about who and, I, would,
2: I would i would even go one step further and, and go diversity um uh, yeah. i mean yes we want to support women in sales but we also know there's a lack of diversity um outside the white male world in general so you know gender wise we don't really care uh, but we'd certainly love to talk to people of different different backgrounds. I think that's important. Right. That we of so so if you know some, yeah. that would be great.
1: Well, we'll think about. I'll think about uh, you know sort of the third person for it. And uh, yeah, no, it's a great question, right? And and Scott goes back to the thing, right? Like you have to ask the question, right? I don't know how many right. guests you've had that have asked you, hey, how can I give you know how can I help yeah. you? Yeah. But that's just. I think it's everything comes full circle. circle I'm sorry, full circle, right? So yeah, um, great, awesome. Well, good luck awesome. with everything,
0: uh, George, with the, with the business and, and all of your adventures and wishing yeah. you the best and appreciate you spending some time with us, man. Thank you, guys. You guys, guys rock. Really
2: appreciate it, George. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Have a great one. Take care. Thanks. Bye.